Saloni and welcome to another episode of Unheard with Saloni, a podcast where inspiration meets practical advice from women who are striving and thriving in Nepal and outside. My guest today is Swati Rumta Agarwal. Swati is the managing partner of Global Equity Fund, which is a private equity fund which is also into venture capital. She's also a member of the board of directors at Lakshmi Bank. She is currently the youngest female in Nepal to represent at the highest level of financial sector which includes private equity, banking and insurance. Apart from this, she's also involved in trading and distribution and considers herself an entrepreneur at heart. Welcome to the podcast Swati. Hi Saloni, it's an honor to be here and it's it's actually a great pleasure to be here. So jumping right in Swati what does a typical day look like for you and do you have a daily ritual that you swear by I wish I could give you a very glamorous answer to it but me being a a mom by heart and soul my day starts with my kids so my day starts typically around 5:45 quarter to 6 in the morning wherein i wake my kids up send them to school and then the day belongs to me wherein i meditate a bit so that i could organize my thoughts i could plan my day accordingly and then um i love listening to music in the morning and listening to music taking a shower that helps me bring back my happy memories that resonates with the song and uh, it helps me to kick start my day with uh, a great enthusiasm after that i have a cup of tea in which i recheck my schedule for the day i recheck my meetings for the day i prepare my papers that i need for my meetings today and that's how my morning starts along with few co- house chores that we as housewife ultimately need to do yeah. along with uh, office work yeah yeah how old are your kids one is uh, going to be 10 and the other going to be 6 still a handful or getting better now it's getting much better now so swati i just wanted to know that you know i think it's been a long journey for you as well right mm-hmm. from where you started to where you're today do you recall any biases or assumptions that was made early on you know when you joined the family business and later as the md at global equity uh saloni we ultimately belong to a patriarchal society you know so uh, women i really feel cannot have it easy you know we need to keep proving ourselves at every step that you know we are going through so beat a family business or beat a professionally whether you want to join a bank and insurance or beat any segment so when i started with my journey in my family business it wasn't easy because uh, women in our family never worked before so uh, people in the family thought you know ultimately she'll be going for a few hours in the office not be taking financial decisions but that's not the way i was molded you know uh, so it took me a lot of time to prove myself and uh, even like when i joined the board of directors as a board of director of lakshmi bank it wasn't easy the reason being i was the only female in the board and i was mm-hmm. the youngest out of all so you know just to say something out there wasn't an easy for me because you know i always doubted myself there were people who would double my age double my experience so whether i would be making a fool out of mm. out of myself you know i always doubted but slowly once you have that confidence in yourself that you know you are well educated enough to 
and you know you should never be scared to speak up to at least put up your point what is ultimately going to happen you know people are going to probably laugh for some time but then you know you are going to gain a lot of things just by speaking up at that point of time so it uh, there were biases when i joined family business or the banks but slowly things once you start proving yourself people start removing those mm -hmm. biases and start respecting you and your decisions mm -hmm. and even with the uh, home it is not easy you know uh, your in-laws are not built that way so at the, that age also i would not say they are fully responsible because uh, at 60s if you ask them to change at once it's not easy for them so there were questions asked like you know what do you do in office like you know your husband is there so why do you have to there are guests coming at home why do you need to go to office why can't you come back yeah, early why can't you come back early you know so then answers like you know if my husband is going i'm equally responsible for going equal i'm equally helping him out the work that he is doing similar way when i need to work so those take bit of time and you know we need to give them also time because mm -hmm. when we put ourselves into their shoes uh, i feel that's okay for them yeah. also yeah. <laughs> i think you very nicely like you know understood both sides because otherwise uh, family support in general right like it does play a big part mm. uh, but a lot of times if initially that support is not there because they are also new yes. you kind of you do get negative you do have this negativity towards them right yes. that oh they are not understanding but yes. you so nicely put thing yeah because you know i myself being a parent i lot of times uh, i have uh, these conversations with my kids i lot of times don't understand their point of view so you know it's similar for our parents so we need to put ourselves into their shoes and understand them mm -hmm. as well i yeah. feel so uh, related question to that plus you earlier on mentioned that there was a lot of self doubt yes. which gradually with the confidence built up and you managed it but initially how did you manage that self doubt uh it wasn't easy again but uh, whenever i have self doubts about myself there are there are few things that i feel like doing like i love exercising at that point of time you know small bits beat running beat walking and then my, i love listening to music and taking a shower and secondly uh, i have a very very nice and understanding partner mm -hmm. whom i can always go back to and talk to him so he is very supportive he listens to me he understands my my point of view and then we try and figure it out slowly mm -hmm. so that's how i slowly i try to unwind myself clear myself doubt and keep uh, working hard like you know uh, you need to keep working hard towards whatever you want i feel keep trying keep trying new things because unless you try unless you take those risks you you cannot get out of that shell right so you know we earlier touched upon also that in laws expect oh there are guests coming why aren't you at home so but you probably have a work meeting which is more important and you need to be there mm. in cases like this at least early on when you go back then you have to hear remarks about oh you were not there or from cousins around and stuff uh, and this is something a lot of prob people probably face and they ask how do you yeah. deal with this i have had a lot of such occasions wherein like you know i've had meetings and then at home there are some occasions so a lot of times it has happened that i've missed them like you know 
So I get to hear a lot from my cousins or, you know, negative remarks, but then you just need to filter them out. And also, yeah, but my in-laws and my, my partner has been very, very supportive in this regard. So sometimes, even if my in-laws do not understand, my husband takes care of it. Okay. So, you know, I just leave it to him to talk to so them. So supporting partner, right? <laughs> yes, that supporting partner. That's very, very, very important. important. Yeah. yeah. Personally and emotionally, was it very difficult for you to integrate your business and career with your family life? Things changed gradually for me. And yes, uh, it has never been easy to uh, balance both your personal and your professional life. And there is always a trade-off, like, you know, to maintain a balance. And that's always a fight. Even till date, I look for things that, you know, how I can uh, balance both my personal and professional life. But you're doing so much at work, uh, involved in so many different kinds of ventures. How do you do it? <laughs> I enjoy my work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I enjoy both my personal and professional life. Uh, Global Equity Fund uh, really came to me as a boon. So like, you know, uh, it was, uh, I get to learn so many things being as a managing partner in Global Equity Fund. I get to explore uh, so many different sectors which I w otherwise would not have. And I have this thirst for knowledge, you know, all the time. I feel like exploring new fields, uh, new sectors, meeting new people, talking to them, learning from their experiences. So, you know, uh, it was a huge, huge opportunity for me. And I love doing my work. So, you know, for me, it, for me, it has never been like, oh my God, how am I going to do it? It's never been like that, you know? So I take small steps each day, like, you know, uh, that's how I start my day, plan my day. Uh, I generally give at least an hour to my kids so as to balance my work and my professional life. So when I'm back home, uh, which is again late around 7, 7.30. So after that, all my time goes to my kids. I don't watch TV. I have no phones with me, nothing. I'm like, you know, totally off from that side. And the whole time is devoted to my kids because, you know, ultimately it's the mother guilt that comes in at the end of the day. So we need to balance that. So Swati, you're managing a full-time business. You're managing your home. You're also at the board of Lakshmi Bank. You're the MD at Global Equity. How do you manage time? And is there any systems, processes that help you manage all of these things? Time management is a skill which I feel women are very good at. They can multitask as well. So, uh, so my morning routine, that's how it helps me to chalk out my plan for the day. How much time am I going to devote to my business, to GEF? or if I have my pre-scheduled meetings for bank, insurance, or anything else that I have uh, to be completed throughout the day. So in Nepal, any businesses, if you give around three to four hours dedicatedly, and you have your systems in place, in place your reporting systems, your people who have to report to you, I think business can be managed. So three to four hours to my business, then to GEF, and if I have any pre-scheduled meetings for the bank or insurance, that's how my day goes by in professional sector, and, and rest of the time yeah. is being devoted to my family after around 7, 7.30. Yeah. Is there any specific kind of reporting structure that you follow? Anything anyone else doing a business can learn from? 
so uh, different uh, businesses have different kind of reporting structure so uh, you know who sales person are who your marketing people are who your accounts team is so you have reports designed as per your desire you know have your reporting system very very proper in place so that when you are when you go to office in the morning first thing you see is the reports that you have for the previous day and you have your pre-scheduled meetings with your respective teams be it your sales team your marketing team or your finance team and accordingly you can uh, have very very clear vision about your business and the next steps that you are going to take do have your weekly meetings with each of your team separately and not dedicate each day meeting all your teams together okay. so have it very very planned out that's how it has helped me in managing my business vis-a-vis -vis any other uh, sectors or businesses that i'm looking at okay uh, moving on what is that one thing which you feel you're really good at and that has helped you move up the corporate ladder taking the team together along with you uh, never doubt yourself uh, put up your points like you know never be scared in putting up your point uh, be it small or big you should always put up your point never be scared to ask questions if if you have any doubt in your head regarding anything ask questions and take a team together while you are working on anything rather than you know just trying to prove your point uh, that is what i feel is the greatest uh, thing that i have learned over a period of time has helped me also grow okay and uh, as a role model yourself I, firstly <laughs> I, i'm still like you know working on to be a role model yeah but still like right right where you have reached is very few women in nepal have reached that point right so what advice would you offer women who want to reach the c suite level and are there any strategies you can share to help women overcome obstacles to advancement okay firstly saloni really uh, thank you for saying that i am a role model which till now i haven't yet digested that but yeah there are few things which i feel that you know we as person should always do one is to educate yourself like you know there should be a constant thirst for knowledge of educating yourself of getting to uh, be the best in the field that you are in and never ever let that thirst be quenched i really feel that secondly is to keep yourself updated like you know you need to be you need to update yourself constantly about what is happening around the world be it in any sector be it in any field you know even if it is not related to your field you never know for, uh, today you are in one sector tomorrow you might be in the other field so i really feel that you know you need to keep yourself updated keep yourself educated and third and the most important thing is i feel you you need to really be confident because you know once you're confident it shows on your face it really shows on your voice your speech your attitude and people listen to confident women like you know they feel that you know what she's talking really makes sense ask for help if you need it there is nothing wrong in asking for help and and trust me people are more than happy to help you out when you talk to them it has helped me as well as i'm sure it will help other women 
in building their career in reaching the C-suite level that they plan to reach. Okay. So one thing which when we met last time we were talking about is, you know, even with global equity, that we're not seeing enough women startups or businesses looking for investments, asking for help and asking for investments, right? Yes. What is your suggestion on how <laughs> they should go about it? How should women with startups go about it? Uh, for me, it was very surprising when I did not see actually too many, actually women, like, you know, being in an entrepreneurial role. Like, I, have, I must have met more than uh, 50, 60 entrepreneurs uh, and explored those companies into various fields. But probably I've just met one or two entrepreneurs actually seeking for investments into their ventures. And I was surprised, I was really surprised to see that. I feel that, you know, today's uh, scenario, it's a very, very amazing place you are in right now, wherein you have so many venture capital funds, you have angel investors ready to invest if you have an idea and you truly believe in it. Like, you know, so I really feel you need to pitch to them. You need to show them the scalability of, their, of your idea, the viability of your idea. And I'm sure you are going to get fundings. And if anything required, they can always contact us. Like you, know, like, you know, as a global equity fund, you can always contact us. And we would be more than happy to help you guys out in whatever way we can, whether in terms of consultancy, be it in terms of guiding you, shaping you, you know. So there are various avenues at current situation that is available for all kinds of entrepreneurs that are looking for investment opportunities provided their idea is viable, scalable. If someone who was listening to us today, a female leading, an, leading a business, and she wanted to go about looking for investment, where can she contact uh, Global Equities? The email address or a website? Yes, we do work? have a website for Global Equity Fund, which is www.globalequityfund.com. They could always contact us on our uh, website, as well as you can always find us on LinkedIn. All our managing partners are available. You can always, always uh, message us on LinkedIn, and we will be available for you yeah. guys. I, you, I think you mentioned they were looking at scalability, profitability, but just a little bit more in detail that when you all go into something to invest mm. um, in a startup, what are you looking at? So firstly, we look at as a team, like, you know, what kind of team that, you know, we, uh, you have come to pitch to Global Equity Fund, how sound knowledge you have about the sector that you want to do the business in. Uh, secondly is the, uh, how viable is your idea? Thirdly is uh, how scalable is your idea? You know, so these are major sec factors that we look at before we even uh, plan to invest it invest into any company that we are looking at. Okay. So if anyone listening here today is looking for investments, please contact Global Equity Fund. We'll also put in the website in the podcast description. What investment of time or money you've made in the last six months that has made you more effective personally and professionally? So uh, Saloni, for me, past six months, I've invested a lot of my time in uh, updating myself. I keep taking a lot of trainings uh, so that I have more sound knowledge into the sector that I am in. I'm more updated and I keep reading a lot. So uh, probably when I'm entering a room which 
probably I'm meeting an investee company or I'm meeting investors, uh, I should be very well read. Like, you know, I probably might not be the smartest person out there, but I definitely would have been very well read about the sector or, or to the people that I'm going to talk to. So that time investments definitely I have made in the past six months. And uh, I have tried uh, more to work on time management and like, you know, to see what are my short term goals, my long term goals, my mid term goals, and then, you know, planned accordingly. Swati, I know we've discussed this before and there are multiple women doing amazing things here in Nepal. But if it was just down to one woman, someone who inspires you and I can have on the show, who would that be? I think so, then Upashna Padil probably, mm. you know, because she's so young and like, you know, Anne is as the CEO of one of the latest insurance companies out there. And it's not easy. I'm sure it must not have been easy for her at that young age, being a female to be holding that position. Yeah. Also, I feel Anupama Kunjali is like, you know, an amazing woman because she entered that segment and held that position amazingly well at a point of time wherein no women dare to be there. So, you know, right now, uh, there are a lot of women doing it. But at the point when she did it, there was nobody. Thank you so much, Swati, for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saloni, for having me here. It was a great pleasure being and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. If you liked it, please don't forget to subscribe on the platform you like listening to your podcast on. And also please share it with anyone who you think might enjoy it. If you want to tell me your story, have any questions you want answered or let me know about a fellow Nepali woman doing amazing things, write to me at unheardwithsaloni at gmail.com. Would love to connect. I am Saloni and you have been listening to Unheard with Saloni.